Patriots, uh, glad to have you here with me this morning. And um, let me tell you, um, the more uh, each day goes by and more news comes to light, I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad that uh, some of the things coming to light are finally coming to light. But I'm not optimistic as of maybe what they plan to actually do about it. I'm not very optimistic whatsoever that they're going to do a damn thing about it. Now, there lies the opportunity, just the opportunity, right, that the Democratic Party, sooner or later, when they decide that enough is enough and Joe Biden is more of a liability than an asset. They will quietly try to remove him from office and uh, make it seem like his own idea. And this is what they're discussing right now. They're talking about Gavin Newsom kind of quietly sliding in the back door there, uh, which, honest to God, it wouldn't be an improvement. This is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. The guy lies and does all the same virtue signaling and all the crap everyone else does uh, he, he's nothing special whatsoever um, matter of fact he was a guy who uh, it created the reparations council in California and when these guys finally came up with some exorbitant price that they expected the state to pay with a straight face he did an about face this is who he is um, he, he doesn't he doesn't come right out and tell you what he really thinks, like most liberals don't, because they're too afraid to take a stand on an issue. And I state every single time on this podcast the same thing. Liberals only stand for one thing, and that's not standing for anything. If you stand for something, they won't stand for it. Bottom line. Bottom line. Now... Now, you can be anything and be a liberal, but a real Christian um, or uh, a free-thinking individual, either one of those two things, and you don't seem to be welcome in that party. If you don't buy on to the propaganda that they preach and the lies that they tell, if you don't tow the narrative, 
if you go off the reservation and you're just tired, absolutely tired of spewing the crap and pretending that the things that you're actually defending are abhorrent, going after children, going after parents, defending the most evil things. 20 years ago, if a person were to sit in front of any committee, Congress, Senate, whoever, and had a medical license and sat there and advocated, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but sit there and advocate for chemical castration and puberty blockers for a preteen who's just mentally disturbed. His problems, his emotional issues. And instead of dealing with them, you condone, you enable. And then there are parents out there so sick, they get some kind of attention high off of parading their children out for other people to see on talk shows, on TikTok, on social media, to show how forward-thinking they are. I'm done. I'm done pretending like there's common ground to be found with these people. I believe wholeheartedly they need to have their children stripped from them. I believe CPS needs to get involved. I believe inviting these just absolute buffoons to come and speak in front of Congress or Senate and give them a platform. That may work once just so we can hear what crazy actually sounds like. But now that we know, let's just not continue to go down that road and give these people airtime and ability to spew these just absolutely hateful things. And all the people we once respected, you know, so many of them have lost our respect. So many of them pretended to be one thing but when it came right down to it they weren't they weren't at all who they said they were the decisions they made the way that the way they voted the bills that they passed like the 20 representatives that didn't vote to censure Adam Schiff it still blows my mind I would love to hear one of them explain themselves why in the hell can you sit there and justify, how rather in the hell can you justify allowing a man who knowingly perjured himself, stating he personally had information that would convict President Trump and it was irrefutable evidence. And the lies that are just being caught time and time again by the left. I mean, lies that are being told that are just absolutely on their face, that they're lies. Anyone can look and see that they are very much lies. Now, I sit and, and, and I try to analyze these things. I think through them from every angle because I try to, really, really try to figure out what is the end game. 
several possibilities come to mind when we're talking about the end game. But one sticks out a little further than the rest. You're flooding the southern border with people intentionally, essentially inviting them in, going so far as to go over and give them free cell phones that have the software on it that they need to start the paperwork prior to ever reaching the border. You removed all of the prerequisites for uh, uh, passing unaccompanied minors on to people here in the United States that are coming to pick them up. You actually removed the DNA requirement. So for all you know, you're handing little girls off to brothels to become sex slaves. This administration is pure evil. Pure evil. There's, there's nothing good in them. They have found a very small percentage of the population in this United States. In the very small portion of idiots that support them. And not that they really support them, but they're just too afraid to say that they don't support them openly because they don't want to lose support, they don't want to lose their friends, and they get extra points for virtue signaling. Because anyone who tells the truth is divisive. Anyone who has anything to say that is not in line with the narrative, you're attacked. Your credibility is attacked. Your past is brought up. All the dirt is laid out on you to try to take your credibility away. So let me tell you, I started this whole thing off with my dirt. You don't even have to dig deep to find dirt on me. It's like that's uh, a Tim McGraw line, I think, right? <laughs> I'm not as good as who I am. Uh, I'm not as good as I could be, but I'm better than I used to be. Uh, something like that, right? And, and that's about, you know, that's that's where I am. I'm not as good as I'm going to get, but I'm better than I used to be. And I've never lied to my listeners. I have a checkered past. But I tell you what, I wouldn't change it for the world. You have a lot of people that would say, you know what, I'd go back and change it so I didn't have to go through the things that I did. But those things that I went through made me who I am today. And my past doesn't define me any just anymore but rather in that regard because my mistakes taught me something every step of the way I'm a staunch conservative I'm a Christian man who's unwavering in his convictions who will deal with any consequence thrown my way and still do the right thing you could tell me right now doing that thing whatever it may be is going to get you in trouble you should just just be quiet and go along. I, I won't do it. Never been known to do it. <laughs> In fact, one day I think we'll do uh, a podcast where I have uh, maybe uh, Aaron over here kind of interview me and take me through the stages of my life because I guarantee you, you would be surprised and you would understand very full well why I'm not afraid to say the things that I say on here. And I never will be. 
and never will be. My God and my country mean the world to me. We are a, com a country of individuals, not groups. They would love to make us groups so they can divide us, so they can control us. And as much as everybody on the, on the left and on the right understand that, they take no action, nothing to combat that. There's no, they don't want to find middle ground. They're brainwashed into believing Trump is bad. And, 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 and most of the people on the right that I talk to adhere to the same uh, principles as I do for the most part. And we say the same. Right and wrong have to mean more than right and left. So when I say, hey, you guys are grooming children and this is bad for children, and you guys come at me with some, well, what about the Catholic Church? Yeah, what about them? I feel the same darn way about the Catholic Church and anyone who abuses children. But I'm not going to convict the entire Catholic Church for doing that. So the individuals and the people who protected those individuals but not giving them up immediately, all those people need to suffer the consequences for their actions. Everyone. If a law is broken, no matter who broke it, they should all at least face the same day in court for the same reason. This is why I stand so firmly against what's going on with Trump in this classified documents case because there is no special circumstance in his uh, classified document case that also didn't exist for the last several presidents. And yet they weren't indicted. And, and not only that, if a, if, if, a, if a government has gone so far to bootstrap old charges that are beyond the statute of limitations and now... Alvin Bragg is under suspicion of working with the DOJ in the White House to concoct all this specifically to target Trump. And he's being sued right now uh, for not uh, obeying a FOIA claim. I, you know, to be pick and choose as lawmakers here what laws we want to follow. Yet he, he goes after people all the time in court for not following the law. Come his time to find the law follow the law rather uh he chooses not to and he justifies it does that work for anyone else or just these liberal elites because that seems to be who it is uh the fbi doesn't want to follow subpoenas uh alvin bragg many more people didn't want to follow subpoenas the uh, lois learned to check back in the i and the irs scandal tried to say the emails on her computer that would have proved or disproven her case uh she no longer had access to because she dropped her laptop and broke it well, little did that waterhead know that the emails didn't exist on her laptop. They were on the server that sent it there. It just shows you how many geniuses we happen to have in the government. You know, growing up in a, in a patriotic family, a lot of military servicemen completely around me all my life. Lived on Navy bases and... Uh, everything throughout different times of my life. I love the structure. I love the atmosphere. I love people who love their country and want to serve it and don't sit around whining about me, 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 and the government owes me this and the government owes me that. The government owes you a damn thing. The government owes you a damn thing. So... It's, it's as simple. 
we all started from zero. I know I started from less than zero. I was in debt. I grew up so poor. I was one of those kids in the households where your family members put your name on the electric bill when you were like 11. So I don't want to hear anyone else's hard times or how hard they had it or how poor they were. I was homeless at, I think it was 15, closer to 16. And yet, going through all that to leave a home that was drug-ridden and still taking myself to school and still believing in myself and still doing the right thing. I, I just have no patience for people who think things should be handed to them and the only reason that they didn't succeed is the fault of some other person and the ether that systematically held them down um, by a way they can't explain. So they start delving into what you may be thinking and then applying that to the situation, which there's no proof of your thought process or your intentions, but they can project that onto you so they can justify uh, not feeling as if the reason the things that are not happening within their lives the way that they want them to are not their own fault. It has to be somebody else's fault. It can't be that I didn't finish school. It, it can't be that I just walk around playing the victim and act like I'm owed something. It can't be that I've never applied myself. It can't be that I don't have a, have a resume and I'm damn near 25, 30 years old and I've never done anything with my life. But now I want to start all of a sudden. So I think that McDonald's should be able to pay people enough to pay their mortgages and their car notes and put people through college just flipping burgers. Right? These types of things. These types of things. And, and it should never be that way. It shouldn't. It's never been that way. And it, it should never be that way. People started taking a hard stance against the term, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'll give you a brief interlude into who I am and some of what I went through. The things that I did that ended me up where I ended up on a maximum security prison yard and uh, also in a media max facility and the things I was involved with when I went through it, when I was doing it, when I, when it, you know, going through it at the time. Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a wild situation that happened where I thought I was helping somebody and I'm not taking blame off myself in the process because if I would have spouse, uh, if I would have actually uh, followed Christian standards instead of world standards, I, I would have never been in the situation. And that's just me being honest with you. A man ran into me while he was drinking and driving. Uh, I had a brand new car at the time, and I gave him the opportunity to pay for the damage so I didn't have to report said crime because he smelled like beer. Now, this was a really stupid decision made by a very young man at the time, myself. He later exclaimed that I extorted the money from him. And it was a lie. 
It was an absolute lie. Never extorted anything. In fact, I had uh, messages on my phone from him inviting me out to dinner, saying thank you for not calling the police and trying to hang out. And I'm like, okay, dude, that's, you know, we're good. Uh, you, you know, you paid for the damage and no big deal. Thank you. Right. Two weeks later, I'm driving out of my home and I get surrounded by, I don't even know how many cop cars. I don't know where I'm, I'm going to work. I own my own house. I have a, a very great uh, job at the time and I have no reason to steal from anyone. So I assumed they had the wrong person and I got out of the car, followed, you know, whatever they told me to do and uh, sat down when he explained to me or told me to explain much of anything. But when he finally told me uh, exactly why uh, they pulled me out at gunpoint and all these other things um, was because the person who ran into my car previously to pay for the damage well, I guess he had lived with, I don't know, girlfriend, mom, somebody, and couldn't explain the fact that he had taken a couple of thousand dollars and given it to me for the damage that he caused while he was drinking and driving. So it didn't help any of, uh, it didn't help anything that I was already uh, in trouble at the time. So this was icing on the cake it was a young guy very hot-headed came out of baltimore city moving out to the west coast it was a lot different i was in a culture shock i had no idea how people in this city moved in baltimore where you grew up you grew up rough and if you brought a fight on yourself you fought it win lose or draw you fought it that wasn't the culture I walked into out here where I'm at specifically. I wouldn't paint the entire West Coast with that broad brush because I happen to know for a fact that's not true. But it is more true here than it is back east for sure. For sure it is. Um, and and it really shocked me because I didn't expect uh, what happened. An individual stole from me. And me being young, I'm like, I'm not calling the police. I'm going to go take back what this young man stole. And in the process of doing that, they brought more on themselves than they wanted to. And I cannot tell you right now with a straight face that I'm proud of anything that I did back. This was years and years and years ago. And um, it... it, it it really impacted my life tremendously. And it impacted my family tremendously. Because at the time, I owned my own house, I had gainful employment. I had most ever what everybody else was working for. And I was just acting like a pure dumbass. But those prison sentences changed me. The first one I went in, I was a complete knucklehead doing all the same stuff that most people in prison do, involved with the crowd um, that's in there. You have to choose specific groups and 
orientations of people that you're going to be around that's going to be your group and before you uh, assume which group that that was for me I can guarantee you you're wrong <laughs> I can guarantee you you're wrong I don't know how many people out there thought all oh, the white boys you would be wrong you would be absolutely wrong now I'm not uh, not I'm not really gonna put the group on blast like that. Uh, I, I can tell you uh, this much: uh, they were Hispanic, and the reason for that was very, very simple. It was the overwhelming amount of just structure behind prison walls. It was the amount of camaraderie and uh, organization and so forth that attracted me there because I'm a very structured person. And I allow myself to be brainwashed, essentially, by the allure of being involved with that kind of group. Midway through that, fighting doing all the knucklehead stuff, someone who knew me a little better started talking to me about the Lord. I didn't want to hear it at first. I didn't want to deny it. I wasn't disrespectful. I had a faith in God for sure, but I darn sure wasn't following him. And this person put it on me heavy and kind of made me, put me in a corner to where I had to make that choice because God definitely uh, desired and deserved uh, to hear an answer. It shouldn't have been anything I had to think about. But when I did, I went to my group and I said to them, and let me explain something to you about prison life. You don't walk away from these groups. You don't. You're not allowed. Your decisions in there follow you home. There's really not too much running or getting away from it. Trust me, there's there is none. Um, and and in doing so, I was embraced, and it was really wild because I put a lot of prayer into making this decision because I didn't know how it was going to turn out. And I went to them and I said, "This is the route I want to go. This is the This is the path for me." This is the path. And um, they looked me right in my eye and said, are you serious? This is what you want to do. Absolutely. I don't think I have a choice, is what I told them. Well, I was told point blank. If that's how you feel and that's what you want to do, you can do that. But we're going to be watching. So you better take it seriously. So let me explain something. If you're going to be a Christian in the real world, you can be a Christian in the real world. And most people won't question your actions. Most people won't question too much about you because they just go to church on Sundays and say they believe in God and then act like an imbecile for the rest of the time. Or they have some lukewarm version of Christianity that doesn't really align with the Bible. They just think that being nice is Christian. 
let me explain to you something about people that adhere to the Christian faith behind bars. They have to be real Christians. And they have to be real Christians all the time. All the time. All eyes are on them. You don't have the ability to be lukewarm. People are looking for you to screw up so that they can say, look, your faith is absolutely just nonsense. You need to be a reflection of Christ behind a place like that. And let me tell you, when you had the conviction that I had, that wasn't too hard. That wasn't too hard to do. And I was very grateful that they had given me the ability to do that. Very grateful. And, you know, I understand full well now the gravity of my mistakes. And I've turned my life around tenfold. I got certificates from the governor, from Congress, from Senate. Um, I've, I've finished every program that you can think of coming out of that place, uh, even after. And I stay involved helping other prisoners that get out of prison to try to find gainful employment. I have the connections within town to be able to link them up with the proper employer for their skill set. And it, it's it's something that I take pride in because I don't want to see anyone go through that. And it, it, this this all ties back into what I'm saying because of this. Like I said, I don't want no one to come to you and tell you, oh, look at this guy's past. Look what he did and blah, blah, blah and who he is. I'm not ashamed of it. As far as that goes, like, it's not that I'm not ashamed of the mistakes that I made or that I would do them again. But the fact that someone knows what my past is and what I've done is not something that's going to shake me. Matter of fact, it's the very thing that I use to help people. When I go and I talk to the kids, several different organizations that we work with, teenagers and, and young adults that, you know, they're in troubled homes or they're in the gang life and we're, we're trying to show them there's a better way. And we do that by trying to get them training young and get them onto sites and get them a, a viable skill so that they don't have to do the things other people do in their, in their environments in order to make money. But they can have a sense of accomplishment where they never thought they could before. They didn't think they had a chance. The environment that they were in programmed them to absolutely believe they have no chance of succeeding because the world is against them. Well, we tell them different. We show them different. Okay, but back on to what we originally stated, because I just wanted to put that out there so people know, and, it, and it's not a shock to you, because let me tell you where we're going from here. I'm not stopping. I'm not going to quit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to continue to be uh, what they call divisive, although I don't call it divisive. It's just honesty. It's just honesty, and it's not going to change me no matter what, no matter what. So back to Joe Biden, back to the real criminal, right, the current criminal. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at some things that I'm going to show you, and I'm going to show you in succession uh, what exactly those things are. So first of all, what you have here is uh, – 
the, from the Hunter Biden deal. You have Adam Pazarski, and he was an exec over at Burisma. He was an exec at Burisma, and this exec, he uh, wrote a letter to Hunter Biden when he was uh, using the at Rosemont Seneca deal here, as you will see on your screen here in a second. And it's basically saying that uh, he wants him to open in a, a bank account um, that he would, you know, so he can send money to specific bank accounts. But, so he's asking him for proof of address and all that kind of stuff so he can set these bank accounts up for him to help, you know, uh, hide the money, more or less. That's what's going on right here. And I'll show you the email so you don't think that I'm just creating this off the top of my head because I know the liberals that listen and believe me I get a lot of comments from you guys um, that says just that like you don't believe so here we go there's the document there's the email from Vadim Pazarski to uh, Jay Mayer at Rosemont Seneca and Hunter Biden and all it says, as I have already informed you, Burisma is opening an account at the Maltese Bank. And with that in mind, I would like to kindly ask you to provide the following. Certific uh, certified true copies of passports, a bank reference letter, and utility bills showing proof of residence or address. So that they can send money and, and, and not to his uh, bank accounts in America where... Um, it would be found out. Now, let's go to the next uh, email here and take a look at this one. Now, this is the original, or excuse me, this is the other portion to that email. Also, please send the originals of the following. Uh, Obelisk Auctions Gallery, if everybody kind of wonders why Hunter Biden, being not a painter, ended up, being able to sell things at an art gallery and uh, pretty sad though. <laughs> and, and, and what we always assumed was money laundered through it. Villa Dusora, or excuse me, Villa Drusilla, uh, number one Medina Road or Medina Road, Atard ATD 9039 Malta, Europe. FAO Pierre Gresh Pillow. I don't know what half of that is, if it's an address or whatever it is. Uh, but I am extremely sorry for the inconvenience he writes. Thank you so much for understanding and assistance. Very best, Vadim. Now, it doesn't stop there. It, it doesn't stop there. Those are the first two. Those are the first two. And now, what I'm going to do uh, is play a little video for you for here they're trying to say here that Biden was never in contact with the uh, guys and at Burisma so let's take a listen to this and then I'm going to show you the email that backs up the fact you know who else also said debunked these allegations Mikolo Zlochevsky, the head of Burisma himself, who is supposedly has all these recordings. He stated in a Politico article in October 2020 that he had no business dealings or meetings with world leaders 
and that no one from Burisma ever had any contacts with Vice President Biden or people working for him during Hunter Biden's engagement. So there it is again. We have a guy stating that he had no contact with any of the guys from Burisma, but very obviously he actually did have contact with people at Burisma. Um, as you know, guys, the, these guys are professional liars, right? They're, they're not, they, they don't have a, 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 an ounce of integrity in them whatsoever, right? So I'm sorry here, trying to get the right camera angle, but uh, they don't, they don't have, they don't have an ounce of integrity and they lie and they do it so much and they do it with such a straight face because now they've gotten to a point where they're not, they're not arguing anymore as to whether or not they're doing the wrong things that they're doing. They're doing them in the open because they absolutely feel this um, sense of invincibility. They're not going to get in trouble. And it's <laughs> so by, I mean, just to show you how much so that they don't think they're going to get in trouble. Um, I had, or I thought that I had here uh, another Give me just a second here. I want to see if I have this. Please have this. Oh, goodness gracious. No, I don't need that one. So, yeah. Joe, if it, if it Joe, is true. Joe Biden is refusing uh, at this point to answer any questions about it. Matter of fact, if the press asks him about whether or not any of these things are true. He just says it's a dumb question. He's the most corrupt president in history, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. If he ever gets caught red-handed, which he did, right? And I'll say if he ever did, because he did. And this next phone call will prove it as well. Um, what you're going to find that probably will happen is Joe Biden, before facing any serious criminal charges like the treason, that it appears they committed because it's not just taking bribes when you take bribes for foreign policy favors to foreign nationals that are paying you and your grandson you're selling the united states down the road that's treason there's no other way to classify it i'm not reaching when i say that we have no idea what he truly sold for the amount of money they have and comer is saying now that it could be up to 30 million dollars that he has so i mean it's a drastic people in in the left just isn't covering it it's sad. It's a very sad day when you have one whole side of the media that knows the truth and knew the truth prior to any of this going on, but refuses to repeat the truth. Listen to what he's saying here, and you'll get what I'm saying. He's absolutely as guilty as they come. No question. If it, if it is true that FBI working with him, I, at least I want to know that. No, no, they are not. I told you the, the FBI concluded he had nothing and they stopped. Uh, that, that was it. There's no reason to talk to him again. Okay. I, I will check that and confirm that with you. So what you just heard was the ex-president, uh, Petro Poroshenko of the Ukraine. And he's basically grilling Biden, Biden on whether or not Ochenko, his assistant, the one that was willing to work with the FBI to out them on their scheme, 
was um, he was asking very simply if Biden knew the, that this guy was working with the FBI because essentially he was scared of what he would tell them, tell him from Biden. And Biden, so confident that the FBI is not a problem for him, you heard how he responded. And now you see how the FBI has acted. We're not giving you the FDN-23. The document doesn't exist. Going after parents, stifling language on Twitter and censoring people. Um, it doesn't stop. They target their own when they when they turn into whistleblowers. And the left, when, they, when the whistleblowers come sit in front of them, don't even respect them as whistleblowers. But instead of just people that are serving their country, they come forth to tell the truth about an injustice. They are attacked by the left because that's who the left is. That's who the left is. When you heard the last statement that that FBI whistleblower made when he told other FBI whistleblowers, don't do it. They, they will tear your life apart. You know, they don't care. They will absolutely destroy your life for doing what's right by your country. This is one of the highest or the highest law enforcement agency in the land. I mean, integrity should go without question in a place like that. You should be able to be proud that a, an agency that protects the federal government and the people of the United States should have higher standards. And, and they, you shouldn't have to worry about them um, censoring people, lying to people, falsely accusing people, raiding ex-presidents' homes in an effort to persecute political enemies, raiding that president's lawyer's home, doing the same thing. The FBI going after uh, Roger Stone and at his home but what was funny about that is that CNN showed up at his home first before the SWAT team did so they could have their cameras in position and ready to do it. And now you have Alvin Bragg being sued by the Heritage Foundation and others to turn over the documentation they're asking for because they allege that he worked with the DOJ and the White House to concoct these charges in order to target Biden's political opponent, namely Trump. In which case, they went to Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, served a general warrant, which is illegal. It's a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. They went into his home, and without him present in the room while they're searching, for people who don't know the law, this is also a, a thing that's typically not allowed. It's illegal. When they're searching a home of somebody, they are supposed to allow you to go room to room with them and watch. Now, they may have you room to room with them watching... <laughs> A little bound up, but you're, you're you're supposed to be able to see what they're doing. And when you got a government that's willing to go as far as they have gone against Trump to levy false charges, what makes you think that they didn't show up with their own boxes? And that's a sad thing to say. I mean, it sounds so conspiratorial, even as I say it, but I'm looking at what has gone on for the last six years. And they're lies, lies after lies after lies. They invented an entire rape victim. Invented an entire rape victim. A victim that supposedly, there's no physical evidence. She doesn't remember what year the rape occurred. She doesn't remember the details of it. There's no eyewitnesses. There's no physical witness, just her word that says, he did that, but I don't remember when and I don't remember what happened. Some waterhead jury turned around and saw it fit to give a conviction in a civil case over the issue. We don't respect it. 
We don't respect the rule of law the way that you're applying it because you only apply it to one side of the aisle, and it's very selective when you do. The media ignores all the rest. They ignore the fact that Hillary Clinton bleached bitter hard drives and beat her iPads up and everything with hammers, beat her hard drive up with hammers. This guy stole uh, Joe Biden, namely stole uh, uh, classified documents as a senator and as a vice president illegally because he was only a senator or vice president when he did it, put them in the Penn Biden Center. He has 1,850 unchecked boxes of said documents currently right now that they haven't gone through, and yet the Penn Biden Center is accessible to anyone who comes and goes who can very easily get access to those documents. They're not under lock and key. They're not in a safe. I I just don't get the double standard. I believe um, Bush's documents, it may may have been Clinton, Clinton's documents, I believe, were kept in an old fast food joint or in a strip mall. And I think they moved it from one place to the other. I think it was both. Uh, in any case, it, it, it doesn't. It's the same thing. It is the very same thing. And then they want to charge. Well, what if he had these documents and was showing them to the? Come on, he's not showing nothing to enemies. He's not even the one doing business with foreign national. You hypocrites. This lady that called for Trump to get shot the other day made that asinine statement about the fact that Trump could be showing these uh, documents to our enemies. When in fact, the only one doing things for money or any other thing, influence, whatever the case may be, for our enemies is your current president. And we know this, but you ignore that and only go after this man because right and wrong means nothing to you. Right and left means everything to you because you're only after power. You have no humility, and with no humility in your current position, you should not hold the office you're holding because you have no ability to tell the truth when it conflicts with your relative sense of, uh, or subjective sense of reality, rather. It's sad because that means you just can't trust most of the federal government. You can't trust your officials. And it's not like we just say we don't like the system and, and, and that sort of thing, and the way people used to rail against the system and that sort of thing. It's, and people have said that with a certain amount of satire um, when, when they've done it, right? They've not meant it literally. like. But right now, it seems like the FBI will lie, cheat, and steal and concoct cases and go after people intentionally to uh, push their political agenda or stifle voices in the public forum. And this is the reason why people have absolutely no faith in him. The fact that Donald Trump is charged right now for what every other president has done and Hillary Clinton has done much worse. Uh, the fact that they're not under indictment, but President Trump is, just tells me one thing. We don't respect the indictment. We don't respect the indictment. How, how could we possibly respect the rule of law of anyone who just picks and chooses when he's going to apply the law, and he only applies it to his political opponents. And keep in mind, all the people at the DOJ that are targeting Trump right now are the same ones that were doing what they did back with the IRS case and all that under Obama. So it's not as if we have some impartial group of people that are in there trying to enforce the law because they ignore the law. They ignore subpoenas. They ignore everything that Congress says. They, they... They get there in front of Congress. They won't answer questions. They lied to them. Christopher Ray told them the document didn't exist until they told him what was in it. We believe wholeheartedly the president is being blackmailed. 
and the FBI is caught in the middle. Well, now here, I'll throw out a scenario for you, just a hypothetical. If Ukraine, Russia, you know, China, uh, maybe uh, Romania, whoever, has a certain amount of dirt on Joe Biden, so much kind of dirt that it's not necessarily something that would hurt Joe Biden, but the United States as a whole. Maybe the FBI is, looks like he's there protecting Joe Biden, but in fact, what they're doing is they're trying to keep the information that Joe Biden probably intentionally uh, gave to a foreign national in exchange for this almost $30,000 in bribes that they're holding over our heads. I, I, don't, I don't know. That's the best way. That's the best theory that I can come up with to give the FBI any uh, kind of, uh, you know, doubt as far reasonable doubt as far as what their motivations are for the absolute disgraceful job that they're doing on the Hunter Biden case and on the Joe Biden case and why this took so long. It shouldn't have taken this long to get to a stage of the game where we're at right now. Now, the, um, let's see here, there's a couple, and they're, and they're all really good, but I want to kind of stay on track here, and I want you guys to see some of the other uh, emails that came out and how they actually uh, affect the character of the people that left are actually trying to back up. Now, remember, during the election, right, um, Trump asked uh, or said point blank that uh, th uh, $3.5 million was received by, uh, by Hunter right here. Oh, let me blow this up for you. Uh, showing that he received a $3.5 million payment from Moscow. And if you remember, Biden turned around and said, that's absolutely not true. It's Russian disinformation, which is their favorite line. Uh, a Republican source told the Washington Times, okay, so Devin Archer, a friend, a former uh, business partner of Mr. Biden, uh, his son Hunter, rather, and Biden is in a discussion to cooperate with the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. A Republican source told the Washington Times no date has been set. The committee wants, uh, wants Archer to provide the information about his transaction with the Russian billionaire Elena Bacharina, who sent $3.5 million payment to a company linked to Archer and Hunter Biden. That's exactly what Trump said happened and what they said he was lying about. He was not lying. He was not lying, and it, it's, it's, it goes beyond that. Now, here is another one that talks about the payments that he received, and they... You know, a question was brought up the other day about uh, the tax situation and what did they do with the money that they received and these bribes and did they pay taxes on it or how does that shake out? And then Red State posted a little update that I want you to see. And this should clear that up real easily. 
Republicans question murky origins of $10 million on Biden tax return. So in 2017, um, he uh, used his shell companies, his shell companies, uh, Rosemont Seneca and Alaska and all the rest of the 20 different shell companies that they had created, their escorts, right, um, to file the taxes, which showed the very $10 million that they said they didn't get in bribes. That's not a coincidence. If you believe that's a coincidence, I, I, I got uh, <laughs> I got something to sell you. I haven't came up with it yet, but we'll, we'll just come up with it, and uh, whatever it is, I'm sure you'll buy it. So, you know, the, the evidence is everywhere, and it's plain to see. It's not hard to tell that your president's corrupt. The guy is an absolute POS. There is no doubt about it. He lies every opportunity that he gets. And uh, Comer, who, who uh, here, here, I'll, I'm going to show you a video that Comer, because um, they smell blood. They smell blood. And they're, they're Tell, not, yeah, but they're my not investigation about to stop is about this investigation. following the money. So. Uh, Comer is going to go over not only the money that they know they found to date, to date, uh, but like I said, there were several more bank accounts and they're going through them systematically, systematically. So take a look at this one. And once again, you'll understand your president, your current president, he's a crook and he deserves to be in prison. Listen. But my investigation is about following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. And Maria, I can assure you there's more money that we're going to be able to identify that, that was transferred between foreign nationals in other countries and the Biden family. This is going to be hard for Joe Biden to explain, and it's not going to go away. This is going to be an issue. And I think eventually the mainstream media will, will turn on Joe Biden and start asking the real questions. What did your family do to receive all this money? What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in from foreign? We have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but I, but we're going to exceed 10 million this okay. week, right. and I think we'll get up between 20 and 30 million dollars. That is absolutely appalling, absolutely appalling. And we have several other sources out there saying that he's not. This is not something that's going to stop at Biden. Right. Remember all of the foreign policy uh, that he sold during the time this was going on, uh, the influence that he sold for form uh, foreign policy influence that he sold. He had no ability to um, influence foreign policy. He had to go to Obama in order to get those things done. So it's not as if he. Uh, he, he, he could do anything without Obama. So I, I don't think the investigation stops with Joe. I don't think it stops with Hunter. Uh, I think it goes all the way to Obama and, and, and many more. Uh, and there's a lot of those people in the FBI that really need to be. Um, <laughs> man, let me tell you, when you commit treason against the country, remember what the old punishment for treason used to be? Might need to bring that back. It's an unfortunate situation. I don't even know how you approach fixing the FBI at this point. Um, do you just create another, do you just neuter their power, 
to the point where they're kind of powerless. Create a whole nother agency with the people you handpick and you build it out. And then once it's in power, give them all the responsibilities that the FBI once had. That now that the FBI has been stripped of those responsibilities. And allow this new uh, branch, this new law enforcement branch to do exactly what the FBI did and then shut them down completely. Because I don't know how she would do it. I have no out. You can't just go in and gut the the FBI and expect it to run proficiently as you're doing this. You're gonna you're gonna have to create a parallel law enforcement agency and transfer cases from one to the other, and so forth, and um, put certain checks and balances in place to keep the things that are happening right now from ever happening again. Well. Patriots, it's been an amazing night hanging out with you. Uh, we discussed a lot, give you a lot to think about, and um, it, every day is getting a little crazier, and we're getting ever closer to that Joe Biden impeachment. We have a couple of people that have already introduced articles of impeachment. I think that is definitely going to catch on in the House as long as we don't have those same 20 rhinos in our way of trying to fix our country. And God help them in the next election because they will not get reelected. And I think every Republican needs to know who they are. And I think they need to explain themselves. Honest to God. But in the meantime, silent majority, you need to stop being silent. You need to stand your ground at every turn. We're going to see you next time on the Patriots Prayer. You guys have a great, great day and a great night. We'll see you soon. 